and welcome to the Eclectic Collection. Today is episode 28, The Psychology of Colors. So having been in the psych gig for a very long time and always being fascinated by colors, I'd like to say I'm a colorful person myself. I just uh, find it fascinating, all these little tidbits, hence the term eclectic for the eclectic collection. And, you know, maybe you'll like them as much as I do. So I've always liked red. And of course, I aggregate toward that. And I would want to talk about him first. But there's a lot to be said for colors. There's uh, just certain things that are kind of tells, if you will, about a person's uh, interests, traits, personalities, and even the friends they keep, their intellect. Certainly, it's not an exact science, but it's definitely a place to start and something that could be looked at for fun or for interest sake. Um, So again, red being my favorite color, I thought I would just start with that. The people who like red are supposedly passionate, impatient, and OMI, so that works out 100% for me, energetic into plans of action. They're ambitious. And it's funny because... I look at it, too, as a not just psychological thing, but superstition-wise, red is supposed to ward off evil spirits. Now, being the Italian that I am, it's not unusual to see um, a red pepper as the Italian horn. Um, I personally have a gold one, but sometimes they'll have uh, Italians will have a red door or they'll have some element of red in their outfit. It could be a scarf, could be an uh, element of clothing, it could be shoelaces, could be something simple, but there's usually red. It could be on a keychain. And the idea is like, I'm rubber and your glue, whatever bounces off of me sticks to you. So if you're wishing evil on somebody or you're, you're someone who's mean or has negative energy, red is deflecting that. Uh, the other thing too is like, if you think sports cars and red lights, stoplights, they say that your heart beats twice as fast when you see red and that's why you hit your brakes or if you see red and blue behind you with the police or emergency vehicles with red or fire trucks, It's no accident because it will get you to get out of the way and you create a physical response, usually from a place of adrenaline, more rapidly than others. It's also no accident that uh, in the insurance industry, red sports vehicles specifically are not only the most pulled over, but they're also the highest in terms of uh, rates. So do what you want with that, but I find it interesting. I am high octane type A, love red, commit to red. I am a red person all the way around it when it comes to loving that color. Um, people who like blue. Now, this is a really broad one because blue is a color of tranquility, trust, loyalty, responsibility, and they can also be reserved, quiet people. It is said that psychologically everyone likes some form of blue, which if you think about it, it makes sense because uh, hello, sky, ocean, earth, etc. So you're surrounded by this color all the time. And it's almost like a uh, blanket, if you will, because you can't really get away from blue. And it's not a harsh color, it's not an in-your-face color, and it's not an abrupt color. So people who like blue and just being near different hues of blue are extremely uh, chill, if you will. People who like white, they're generally said to be innocent. It's also a symbol of purity and wholeness or oneness. And often they're in service. So again, if you think about it from a vehicular standpoint, all of your service vehicles, you know, generally speaking, your ambulances, obviously, you know, police cars are generally black and white. Um, you have fire chiefs and stuff in white. And a lot of times anybody in service is in white because it's a, a oneness, a wholeness, a healing, uh, a giving kind of a color. Um, I joke about Star Wars where the Empire's 
all dark and cold and hidden and uh, where the empire is, uh, you know, white and open and light, if you will, um, is absorbed by that. So um, it's a different vibe. Uh, you could look at it anywhere, you know, yin yang, however, but so anything that goes along those colors, generally um, white is considered like the brightness or the, the pure, if you will. Um, on the opposite side, people who like black, it's authoritarian. So again, with the police officers in uniforms, you wear black to a funeral, generally speaking, you have the idea of a barrier in a good way, like a shield. And what they're saying is that um, black protects. So it's like the, the authoritarian part hides the emotional part. So think about, you know, if a police officer shows up to a, a bad scene or an accident or something, a crime or something horrible, the people that are generally afflicted are emotionally distraught. They can't make decisions at that time. So you need somebody to come in, handle the situation, take the information and shield them from further problems, get them to a safe place, and then they go and investigate it. And that's exactly what the idea of black is supposed to shield or hide the negative and the bad. And yet behind it, there's like a whole sea of emotions. So it's considered a protective color and specifically to protect emotions. And it's meant to be uh, a hiding tool, almost like a cloaking device in a good way. Um, people who like orange, they are spontaneous and optimistic. Um, generally, they have a different outlook than the average person. Um, they'll come to a table or an ideology sesh with different thoughts than other people. They look at things in a different way. They might come up with a different solution. And it might not be the popular solution, but it'll definitely be worth exploring. People who like yellow, they're considered creative. They are very difficult, um, have a lot of trouble focusing. Um, they're happy people. They're considered illuminating. Uh, yellow is an illumination color. Uh, once it was put to me by a psychology professor, if you think about being on a bridge, driving a car in like a high speed situation, the person that's driving the yellow car is looking forward and is totally fixated on the long game and the end goal. But meanwhile, there's crazy traffic like whizzing by on the left and right sides and they almost can't see what's going on around them. So it's like you can't see the forest through the trees situation. Uh, they're sort of the opposite. You know, they see the forest and miss the tree that hit them. <laughs> the individuals who like green, they're considered to be peacemakers. Uh, it's a relaxing color. They're a nurturing force. And again, that kind of goes along with the whole idea of forests, earth, there's so much greenery. And it is a life-giving thing if you think about oxygen and whatnot being provided from the plants. So it's a an integral color. It is a respectful color. It is also a um, relaxing, life-giving, nurturing color because it is all around you. And they're sort of um, the division of people. So being peacemakers, being able to sort out a situation, see both sides. People that are good with that generally like green. The people who like purple, they're considered the spiritual people. They have a high imagination. Um, they have a very vivid imagination and sometimes it can actually run away with them. More intense uh, on the spectrum than violet, it, they, are, they are even more involved and more connected. Some might even call them um, innocence, and I don't mean that in the sense of being innocent, but an innocent in the sense that they could connect um, on different wavelengths with people. They could, they may see auras or be spiritually connected to Mother Nature, to 
supernatural things, the universe, in a different way than others can see and go about their daily business. They might see things or hear things or experience things in a more intense level in a different way than normal people or different people, I should say, have a way to um, uh, connect to them. And it's not to say that they're not normal. It's just that they have this extra almost sixth sense about them that the average person doesn't possess. People who like pink are unconditional lovers, affectionate, and generally very caring. Um, pink is often used, uh, certainly, you know, with a lot of charities, and it's associated as a loving color, as a uh, warm fuzzy, if you will, typically a Mother's Day uh, color. So it's something that if you're going to uh, give your mom a gift, it wouldn't be weird to to use pink in, in some way, shape, or form. And it's a very... Uh, nurturing and affectionate um, you that has a uh, broad reach there. And nobody really touches pink on a negative at all. The individuals who like brown, they're the stable, serious people. It's literally an earth tone, and they're the people that can solve, see, and, and deal with being the rocks, if you will, like being the stability of the foundation of the issue, the problem, the getting through whatever difficulties or on the positive side, just being the solid foundation to build up whatever it is that you're trying to promote or work or scholastically and just go forward because they're solid and they're meant to be uh, builders and, and movers to go forward. The individuals who like gray, they kind of get a bad rap. They're considered detached people. They're almost too neutral. They're considered impartial and they can be very indecisive. So if you're into gray, it could be that you're a little wishy-washy. Um, you're like Switzerland. You don't really want to pick a side. It bothers you to pick a side. Sometimes it can annoy people because you kind of need to pick a side or be on a, a decision or a team and you just don't want to make it and your indecision becomes your decision, unfortunately. Um, the neutrality and impartial part can be good but can also have negative effects. So these are just some of the things that you may hear in terms of uh, the psychology of colors. And I just thought it was interesting for the average person because I liked all this and read up on it and studied it and had many a course about it. And I'm sure you could find a thousand things on the internet that say similar, differently, or both. But um, it's uh, interesting when you put it into other perspectives beyond just people's personalities. You could think about the clothes that they wear and you can think about where they go and what do they like. I mean, for example, if somebody's really into green and they're kind of outdoorsy, that's just, you know, funny in some way. If you're into blue and you're kind of drawn to the ocean, well, it makes sense on some level. Also, like I said, with vehicles, it can be something that actually plays into physical, tangible costs of things. Um, packaging. Think about the psychology of how they draw you in with a color. If you like a label or a color on a label, you might buy something that you otherwise wouldn't. And think about big corporations. Like, I'm, of course, a big fan of Coca-Cola. I love red. Well, that's an easy one for me. But think about all the different shades of blue that Disney uses. And it lures you in. And Disney's considered the happiest place on Earth, the most magical place on Earth. And it's because you have this inviting warmth about it. A lot of pinks, a lot of blues, a lot of yellows, a lot of creative stuff. And when they don't want you near something, they call it go away green. It's kind of a drab color that's 
put aside to almost look like a normal earth tone or like a uh, no different than walking past a shrub or any kind of tree. It's it's just a camouflage, if you will. So a lot of big corporations spend a lot of time, money, effort, and energy to try and get labels and packaging and whatnot to get you to buy it and entice you to do it. There's a whole uh, realm of psychology, industrial organizational psychology, where people do that just to see like where the most natural purchase point is or uh, you know, view point is or focal point on a package or where you would put things and what you should use to color them. And, and that's not even dealing with words and the actual appeal. It's just the curb appeal. I don't know if it's true, but they say that the average person will click on something um, three times before they actually purchase it if it's a internet situation. Obviously, there's some impulse people that are just going to go and buy stuff. But when the internet first sort of had its inception, that number was seven. And now it's down to three. So that shows you how much more they've become um, incredibly uh, sharp at uh, creating the, the enticement for the person or the product or whatever it is that they want you to look at or read. So hopefully we have this much uh, interest in the Eclectic Collection, which if you're interested in all this stuff and you get a kick out of what I say, please do join us, become an Eclector, and don't forget to check out the YouTube channel, Mysterious Morsels where there's also tons of crazy things that I'd like to point out uh, like this that you might get a kick out of. Um, in the meantime, you can join us on uh, eclecticcollectionpodcast.com or your favorite platform. I'm Terry Tanaglia. Thanks for listening. <laughs>